Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So stay with us as right now we present a fabulous young lady with us today, and she is just awesome. And she is, uh, her name is Kayla Mason, and she's a world traveler now. She was in California last time we talked. Now she's in New York, and she's all over the place. She's got a tremendous smile, great energy, and she is a uh, coach. She helps people get uh, um, get life flowing in the right direction. And yes. if you go to Kayla Care, or excuse me, Kayla dash care.com you can find out all about her she's got a program that we're going to talk about today um that's that's really cool and uh we're just excited to have you here you know, welcome to the show how are you thank you so much i'm doing well i'm uh we just had the winter solstice yesterday so yes thank god yes we are moving into a time of rest so i'm getting ready to kind of slow down for a little bit, enjoy the holidays, um, and kind of getting ready for like that preparation stage moving into the new year. This is that time when we get to rest and begin to get ready to plant those seeds so that we can uh, actually start something new in the new year. So I'm excited. I'm I'm under the impression that I think 23 is going to be much better than 20, 21, or 22. Yeah, I feel I feel like 2023 is going to be one of those years where a lot of the things that we planted are going to come to fruition. There was a lot of intense energy that kind of shook things up, especially toward the end of the year in 2022 okay. this year. And so I, I, you know, I know I've had a tumultuous last couple of months, and I know a lot of people in my life have also had tumultuous last couple of months. So there's definitely something happening. I know there were quite a few planets retrograde and a few things that righted themselves more recently. Um, so lots of big changes. Um, and I think where things are going to start falling into place. Of course, I feel like we're always saying that. We're always like, things are going to start settling down. You know, no one's ever going to say everything's going to suck soon. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. It's been sucky for a while. So, you know, it's can only it's, get better, right? <laughs> exactly right. And being the eternal optimist that I am, I'm always saying to myself, it's going to get better. Really, honestly, it will. I promise. Um, but, you know, it's one of those it's one of those things that you go through ups and you go through downs. And, and sometimes um, things are more difficult than other times. And uh, But, you know, I'm glad that uh, the cool thing is you're home now and uh, you're with the friends and family and, and stuff like that. So... It's a lot better than um, than wondering where you were going to put your head down on any particular night. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's um, it's very interesting because the life of a nomad, and I think I can officially call myself and my partner spent the last six months nomading. <laughs> um, <laughs> we were using a, a website that allowed us to do pet sitting for people who were on vacation in exchange for housing. So the idea was, you know, I have a cat, I have a dog, I have, you know, a couple dogs, whatever. Um, I'm going away. Do you want to live in my house and take care of my pets? And then you have a place to live and I have someone to watch my pets. Um, it's a good exchange. Great exchange. Um, it is the kind of thing where, and 
bringing human design into the conversation right early on. Um, my partner and I are both projectors and projectors are here to guide others and often fall into the role of caretaker. And so he and I, when tasked with taking care of other people's animals, kind of tended to take it a little too far. We took on everything. We allowed it to become our lives. And it was very important to make sure that the animals were receiving the best care that we could possibly offer. And of course, oftentimes that would get in the way of us actually taking care of our own stuff. So um, it was definitely an amazing way to live without paying rent. Um, absolutely. We just spent six months in Southern California not paying rent. So big win there. <laughs> <laughs> but can I tell you? That that takes a lot of intestinal fortitude and or guts. Oh yeah, oh able, yeah, to be able to do that. That, yeah. that really is something. And like that's that's a huge part of this is like it 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 really one of the things that happens a lot when you are living in your design or when you're trying you're allowing yourself to trust the universe in whatever it is that you're doing is that sometimes that trust gets tested or you continue to do the same thing and you begin to get a different result. And it's those moments of acknowledging, okay, either I'm looking at this differently now and it's no longer it's no longer functioning the same way for me anymore, or this is no longer good for me. Like this is no longer the way things are working for me. And for us, we had a very specific moment where everything kind of came tumbling down. We had this one person who we, we, the first, I think three months of, it was like from June 12th <laughs> until October, I want to say October 1st, um, save, I think like four days, we were booked solid and like without a single day in between, totally booked solid, had uh, sits that were at least two weeks long that we were able to like settle, set up an office and we're fine. Like it was great for those first three months. Um, and then one of the people who we had been watching consistently and we'd been doing like, you know, at least a week at a, a month, usually two weeks in a month. It was someone who traveled a lot we had decided that we wanted to monetize because, as I said before, we very much put in our all into taking care of people's animals. So we had decided that we were going to monetize starting in 2023. We were going to change our model. We were going to move on to Rover. And we were going to turn this pet sitting thing that neither of us knew we could do into a business. And so this one person who we've been working with a lot, we told them you know, months in advance. We said three months in advance. This is what we're going to do in 2023. And they had a fit, full on fit, freaked out, didn't, didn't even think that it was ethical to charge for pet sitting. <laughs> you have got to be kidding me. Literally was like, I give you my house in exchange for pet sitting. And that's a, you, you're, uh, it's unethical to ask for anything more than that. No one should be able to ask for more than, and mind you, this is a dog who had to be walked five times a day. And sh they had had people who had 
come and stayed with the dog before who had just left her in the kennel all day to the point where a lot of her training had started falling out because things like when like we we came in one time and we went to give her one of her cookies and she saw the cookie and immediately ran to her kennel and it was like no like that that's no 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 we're giving you a cookie because you did a good thing and she thought that she was being punished and had to go into her kennel because these people who had watched her had just left her in the kennel all day whereas when we were watching her we were taking her out five times a day and she was a very reactive dog and had to be on a short leash and you know I my partner had to keep her close and it was a very intense thing like it was not like an easy sit but it was in a great location and it was something that was stable for us so we were like okay we're going to do this for free for another three months and then that's going to be it flipped out and decided that she did not want us to be uh around her dog anymore because <laughs> she didn't want the dog to be creating a relationship with such horrible people um so <laughs> it was quite a trauma for us because then all of a sudden all of we had like a month and a half booked with her for the rest of the of the year and it was gone and so at that point the entirety of October all of a sudden we had to figure out where we were gonna go um we were looking for last minute sits all of a sudden everything was like very up in the air all the time so before that point it was working. We were able to have that stability that we needed to build. And my business was going well. I was able to have enough stability to continue to build and continue to grow. And then as soon as that happened, it everything changed because then the thing that was on my mind more than anything was where are we going to sleep tonight? Where are we going to go? How are we going to function? Are we going to have to stay at a motel? Are we going to have to, you know, stay somewhere for two days? Like that became my sole focus. So I was no longer able to focus on building because I was so focused on surviving. And it was that. And then it moved into I had a bunch of travel I was doing in November with family. Um, and so everything kind of became you know how there's your ideal version of what something might be and then there's like the worst case scenario version we oh, went from yeah. <laughs> the ideal like this is what being a nomad could be like staying in a place for three weeks beautiful wonderful animals getting to know the place seeing new things working blah 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 to we don't know where we're gonna sleep tonight I had, we had sits cancel. We had sits completely fall apart. We had, you know, we had to stay in a motel for a week. Like we camped one night, which was, we are not campers. <laughs> we, <laughs> we discovered that. I drove us to this like campsite in the mountains and I was like, we could just sleep in the car. And I'm sitting, I was a Girl Scout. I was like, all right, I don't want to sleep outside, but I'll sleep in the car. My partner was not okay with this. And he didn't know until we got there. We got there and he was like, coyotes are going to come eat us. Something horrible is going to happen. <laughs> we are not safe. There are crazy people here. We're in the mountains. So, you know, um, sometimes you don't know until you try. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But then seeing, because uh, I've been thinking about that too, about getting like a, a little motor home and, mm -hmm. and traveling the country and, and stopping at different places and stuff. And then I, I looked at them and I'm going, there's not a hell of a lot between 
the inside being safe and the outside or somebody getting into the inside from the outside and you, yeah, you, you yeah. don't know the area because you're just going there. And so uh -huh. it, it can be, it can be really a frightening experience. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, in human design, I, I was just talking about this with my mother, actually, the spleen is the part of us in human design that senses danger. It's the part of us that's connected to our senses and is the part of us that knows if we're safe. And so if you have a defined spleen, which I believe you do and I do, there is a sense of knowing when you're safe. And yes. so for me, like this would happen, my partner and I were just driving across the country and uh, this happened like three times where we looked up a motel and we drove to the motel and we drove into the parking lot of the motel. And I just said, no. <laughs> yeah. Yep. No, we will go find another motel. And, you know, it was the kind of thing where he doesn't feel those things. He has an undefined spleen. And so he's kind of relying on me to know, are we safe? Because with an undefined spleen, all like you often end up absorbing the fears of others um, and can amplify them. So there's a lot of like constantly having your wits about you and, you know, are, are we okay? Are we okay? Are we okay? Whereas having that defined spleen, you just know. So I can tell you that you probably would have a better idea of whether or not you were safe than you think you would. Um, but I can also say that living on the road is is definitely something that that, that requires a lot of gumption. Well, you know, <laughs> going to a hotel, I always had a, um, a, a philosophy that if you go to the front desk, and they say, well, did you want to spend the night or just an hour or two? I would leave. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, my God. You know, because yeah. but there are lots of hotels and motels that have got they make a living doing that. And yep. it, it's just yep. businessmen and somebody yep. coming there for a couple hours. And, and yep. uh, so but that's not a safe situation. And no. I, I applaud you guys because driving across the country and and twice. Mm -hmm. No, he, he he went by train. He went by train initially. I drove across with my sisters. We stopped along the way. So we did a we made more of a, a trip of it. Uh on the way back, it was just him and I. And we did stop. We have family. I have family in Lawrence, Kansas, which is oh, that's good. Lovely spot in the middle. If anyone has to drive through the country and you're looking for a nice place to stop that feels like you're in a college town in the Northeast, stop in Lawrence, Kansas. <laughs> lovely. I, I have to ask you because this happens in my industry a lot. And that is that everybody's excited about coming and uh, doing these podcasts and having a good time and doing the radio shows and stuff. And then when you start bringing in the energy of money, for some reason, that changes the entire dynamic, and it happened to you in your business as well. What yeah. is that? What is it that, that money changes how people behave and what they do and what they think? And what is that? Yeah. I. So I have been doing a lot of contemplation and work on this recently because I am dealing with some money blocks right now myself. Um, and I think a huge part of it is that one of the things that we as humans in society surrounded by others are prone to doing is trying to assign our worth to something, whether yes. it's 
our looks, whether it's the amount of stuff that we have, whether it's the caliber of the stuff that we have, or if it's the amount of money that we have. And so whatever it is that we assign our worth to, that becomes the thing that we both covet and often create a story of I'm not allowed to have that thing. Because if we don't believe that we are worthy of having the things that we want in our lives, then we create a vortex where we are not allowed to have the things in that we want. <laughs> so money is kind of the quintessential thing that we apply external worth to. When in reality, and so I was, I was just start doing this uh, uh, money mindset workshop with Karen Curry Parker, who is one of the biggest minds in human design today. She studied with Ra Uruhu, who is the main, uh, the guy who had the download of human design. Um, and she was saying how money is the current form of currency, but soon and in the direction that the earth is going, currency is going to be well-being. The main currency of the world will be this concept of well-being. And there are a handful of us, and I think you and I fall in this category, of people who are already kind of trying to live in that realm. It already makes sense to us that well-being is so much more important than this money, you know? But we are kind of ahead of the curve and the world hasn't caught up to there yet. So trying to bridge this gap between caring for and encouraging well-being and, um, you know, creating well-being in ourselves and also acknowledging that in order to have well-being in the world we live in now, we need to be able to create money as a resource. And so I think that more than anything, it's important for us to view money as a resource, as a resource that is necessary, but also to figure out our stories with money and to figure out what it is that's holding us back. Um, so because the other thing that... Uh, that I that I've been thinking about with this because every time I fall off I fall off the the wagon with money which is something that happens to me it's like I'll I'll be going fine I'll be doing you know I'm making enough money I'm paying my bills and then all of a sudden it's like <laughs> <laughs> it just stops it just stops <laughs> and like and I'm watching this thing with Karen Curry Parker and she said that every time usually it's because something has changed. It's not like you have suddenly forgotten how to ride a bike. It's just that something changed. You got a new bike. You, you know, added a new concept. You changed the way you were thinking about things. And that changed the whole game. And I think, at least for me, and this might be what you're dealing with as well, my business kind of leveled up. I started to do things that I didn't know I could do before. And so my concept of worth and my concept of what was important changed completely because now all of a sudden I'm not only helping people with their human design and I'm not only, you know, having sessions where I'm helping people discover their purpose, but I started creating meditations that are helping people outside of class that are helping people to reprogram the things that they've been struggling with for their whole lives 
outside of the classroom. And I feel like there's a part of me that just doesn't, can't quite grasp the gravity of that. And so now the whole game is different. And now I have to relearn, go back to basics and relearn what it means to include money in this equation. Exactly. And it's a, it's a, it's a long can be a real arduous journey mm-hmm. because you know we we value um you're right we value our worth with money or we are or we are making a decision that we are going to do something and with the hope that the money will come mm-hmm. the problem with that is if you're hoping the money will come oftentimes you put yourself into a position where it's not going to come because you're now desperate for it to come and it's not going to, it's just not going to happen for you that way. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's one thing that my partner and I have really been playing with recently, that desperation space, because every time you make a choice out of desperation because you're trying to get the money to come in, never works. And I think the concept of build it and they will come is valid if you are building from a very aligned place where you are allowing all of your creative energy to go into the most aligned and best places for you. And of course, as humans, we are innately flawed <laughs> and we are constantly trying to figure out what what does that mean? What does that mean? So knowing that I'm going to put all of my eggs in this basket and everything is going to be fine <laughs> is not always something that we can do, especially because sometimes we've got underlying stuff that's coming out and the desperation comes up and we're like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I give you an example. When I was doing Positive Talk Radio in 2003, um, I didn't have deep pockets to be able to fund it. And so I was, I had a conversation with a good friend of mine and he said, you know, you have a bunch of people that come on the show and you're not charging them to come on the show, but they're getting results. They're getting uh, um, uh, notoriety and they're getting, they're getting something and you're giving that something away everybody's got $250. So just charge them $250 and, and they'll be fine and you'll be fine. So I went to a couple of folks that had been on the show a number of times for free. They were getting results. And I said, well, look, I need to monetize the show similar to what you did in, uh, with, uh, with the dog sitting thing. Mm-hmm. I need mm-hmm. to monetize this. And, uh, and they started coming up with, what do you mean you're going to charge me? I'm providing you with the content of your show and you want me to pay you when you're, when I'm giving you the content. I actually had somebody come to me because her husband was, um, she was a coach in the early days of coaching in 2003. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said, no, 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 you need to charge him to come on your show. Or to come on his show because you're providing the um, the content and you're making the show go, and so it he was reversing it in a completely different way. So money, the, just the energy of money, puts a whole different connotation on on the whole thing. And so yeah. it's, you've got to really um, be clear 
yeah. about what they're going to do in regards to money and and as an example with you whether or not you give away a session or you charge for a session or mm-hmm. you know you charge give half but you know what it, and see i always hate the energy of money because it always makes something that may be good into something that's not so good and i think so one of the things that I know happened when, you know, what we were talking about, where when I told this woman we were going to start charging, she freaked out. When people are on a site like Trusted House Sitters, they're there because they don't want to pay for house sitting. They don't want to pay for pet sitting. So the idea of asking someone who was in a situation where they were not expected to pay for something, to pay for something, it's changing everything. And if they are a person who actively chose to be in a situation where they did not have to pay, chances are their money story has something to do with I need to hoard, I need to hold on to my money, or I'm not going to be safe. I need to keep my money to myself. I can't pay for things too much, or I won't have enough. And there's this lack mentality of I won't have enough, I won't have enough. So by telling that person, who is already making the choice to get free pet care, meaning that they are not putting a monetary value on the person caring for their pet. So it's not something that's important to them in a monetary way. By telling them that they are now going to have to pay for this thing, you're triggering. It's like a trigger word. It's like it's triggering a trauma response. And they're like, no, I don't want to pay for that. And so in a similar way, I feel like with a podcast, because that is that is a thing that hap- I know of podcasts that charge people to be on them. Yes. <laughs> that is a thing. That is absolutely a thing. No question. And there are people who charge podcasts to allow them to be on there. Both things happen. Both things exist. Um, and so I think it it is a matter of if someone is used to, and I think that's the thing, is that we think, oh, this is someone who already knows me. They'll be okay with me saying that I need to begin to bring money into my business. But the thing is, is it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with their money story. And so for them, they're seeing, oh, you're going to charge me for something now? That's triggering my family history of we don't pay for things we, you know, maybe it's a, you know, we only buy things on discount or it's a, we, you know, uh, take leftovers home from the Christmas party or whatever it is that they grew up doing this lack mentality. It, it's a trigger point. And so it becomes a defense mechanism. And what also is interesting in, in my business is that when somebody pays you to be on the show, they're now a paid sponsor. Now, because they're a paid sponsor, you are required to tell them or to tell a great story around them um, because they're now somebody special. And you have to treat them as such because they're a client rather than somebody coming on or making the decision not to book somebody. And then if somebody says, well, I'll pay you $200, but we're going to talk about this and we're going to talk about it this way, then, then that becomes, for me, that becomes an integrity issue. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because then you have to make decisions that might be outside of what you would normally want to do for your show 
based on the fact that this person is being paid. It just muddies everything. Exactly. Well, yeah. and the other thing is, is that I, there was another show that did this. And he would have a chiropractor who would pay to come on and to do half hour of a show. And then he would, he, the, the guy would pay him. Well, the guy did it for a month and then he quit. So he got another chiropractor. So the audience is sitting there going, wait a minute. Last month, you said this was the best chiropractor in the world. Now this month, you're saying this is the best chiropractor in the world. Now I don't have faith in you as a, as a, as a host that you're acting with integrity. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. So it's, it's, it's money in, in the energy of money and how it's used and stuff. It can become a very, um, it's getting muddy the waters to a great degree. Yeah. And it, it can be really tough. Um, yeah. you know, so, but to speak, <laughs> speaking of which, but let's talk about your program and stuff. Okay. That, that is, <laughs> no, that is a really good and interesting discussion. I'm glad we're having it to talk about money, uh, because it is, if you look at it as just pure energy, um, yeah. it is, you know, and I've got stories around how money just appeared for me. And because of the core, in the course of doing this work, sometimes money will just show up. Yeah. And I don't know how or where or in, and stuff. And, uh, but it, it just, it just does. But there are other times when I'm not in line with my core values. For instance, if I was to sell time on the show for people to come and do their thing, I would be in lack and I would be struggling all the time. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. And I actually, I just looked at your chart. <laughs> <laughs> you actually have what we call the money line. <laughs> <laughs> which, which exactly, what does that mean? So what that means is that you actually have a clear understanding of what it means to create sustainable resources. And when you trust yourself, when you allow yourself to trust your instinct, and in this case, it's uh, an instinct that's connecting your ego and your spleen, which is uh, really your intuition energy, um, to your throat. So when you are allowing your expression from the place of, uh, really from your place of power, when you're speaking from your place of intuition, your place of power, you are creating sustainable resource. And so I think one of the things that one of the sustain resources that you do sustainably create is this positivity, is this space of positive energy. And when we are talking about how well-being is going to be the new currency of the new, you create sustainable well-being energy in your positive talk radio space. Like this is a beautiful, sustainable resource that you're creating. Um, but you do also have that with money. And it's very possible that your money story has informed your feeling that you can't trust yourself. So this is interesting because I actually have a, a my my sister's significant other has the money line. When we were all playing Monopoly the other day, I hate Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> I but, always land on the worst possible property. Oh, uh, uh, so I, I literally, I hadn't played Monopoly in probably 15, 20 years. And I was I didn't know why. And now I know why. I just hate it. It just doesn't, my brain doesn't understand it. My brain's like, why, why are we, what? <laughs> but anyway, her, her significant other was killing. I mean, he just 
swept. He had two monopolies within the first like half of the game. He's pulling in everything. And he's got he didn't want to charge anybody rent because he's such a sweet, beautiful soul. And he was just like, no, no, it's okay. Like someone would land on his property and it would be like, oh, that's $600. And the person would be like, okay, if I mortgage this property and he's like, oh, no, no, no. Like $200 is fine. (laughs) Exactly. So, and that's the thing is that when you have this money line and you're just doing your thing and he was just playing the game and he was just trusting his instincts and just doing the thing. He made he made the best decisions of any of us in the game. But as soon as his money story kicked in and he was like, oh, my God, I'm taking money from other people. I can't be the person who's taking money from other people. And whatever it is in his story that's triggering that, I'm you know, I'm not sure. But that was a moment he was like, I can't I can't take this money. And so with that line, it is an innate part of who you are to understand that and to understand the energy of how money becomes a sustainable resource. And if you trust yourself, you might find that you come across money more often than you think you will. Can I tell you a quick story? Yes, do it. Um, I, 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 left, I left corporate America in 2000, 2001, right in there, and started to do the radio show and stuff. Well, I had worked for a company called U.S. Food Service mm-hmm. that, had, that was Alliant Food Service, and then U.S. Food Service bought them. And, and so uh, they were moving their headquarters from where I lived to away, and so I didn't want to do that anymore. And so that led to a chain of events with I ended up on the radio, which was great, yeah. and, uh, and stuff. And um, so I forgot about it. Yeah. And 20 years later... Um, I'm turning 65, um, and I get this letter in the mail that says, um, we just want to make sure we have the right address for your pension. I said, my what? (laughs) (laughs) And it was, you know, so I called them, and I said, uh, I worked for you guys 20 years ago. Are you telling me there's a pension? And he said, well, yeah. How much is it? I can't tell you. Um, We're not allowed to say. Uh, but um, yeah, this is the right address and all that kind of stuff. And so I said, terrific. And I said, well, it's going to be a couple thousand dollars, maybe at the, t- at, 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 at the top. So I get this packet. And this packet is like a quarter of an inch thick of all the things that, have, that go into the thing until I got to the last page. Now, keep in mind, I had no idea that this was coming. None at all. And it was five figures. And what? It, it was, and it was like you know, I've already, I already was a bus driver, so I had a pension set up there and and stuff. So, and I was doing the radio show, and so it was like the universe said, "Here, take this and, and use it for that." Yep. And, and, yep. And, because what I found was when I did the show before, and I was spending two thousand dollars a week. And I was digging into my um, home equity line of credit and my savings accounts and all that to do that. Mm-hmm. There was a negative energy that came with it. And so when I got rid of it this time, I didn't have that was like, OK, it's free money. Yeah. And so I look at it as free money. And so now it's it, it's still sustaining the show. And we're beginning we're getting in position to where we're going to monetize it, be able yeah. to monetize it now. So that's but great. It's, but it's, it's the, that can happen. And yeah. I. I did not believe that that was possible uh, before. Yeah, you know, and it's interesting because 
when you look at it from a grand scheme perspective, there were not two different kinds of money in your life. It's no. not like there was dirty money and now there's free money. All of the money that came into your life was based on decisions and things that you had made. Like you had worked at a place that had a pension. You probably knew that at some point, but you hadn't thought about it. You know, when you signed the paperwork and you decided I'm going to give a portion of my life to this company, that part of you that understood sustainable resources was like, this is a good idea, you know, and you were just kind of in it. And so getting that money, even though it feels like free money because you didn't expect it, it's coming from the same place that all of the other resources that you have created in your life come from. And like, it's about the story behind it. It's about the narrative that you have behind the different kinds of money. This is something I've been struggling with too, because like my parents have been helping me out. And like my my mother decided that she was going to uh, to stay working for a little longer because she wanted she likes being able to make money and to help us out and to uh, to be able to plan vacations and to be able to have that sustainable resource for herself. Like that's something that's important to her. And so she opted to stay at her job um, and instead of retiring. Um, and there it could be a part of me that is like, I need to feel guilty about that now. You know, like now I have to feel guilty about my, my mother is not. But that is a choice that she has made because it makes her happy. And just because I am helping to like my parents are helping me to be sustained right now, that it's still sustaining me, regardless of where that money has come from. I'm still being sustained by it. But there's a very different feeling for me yes. between money that I have earned and money that I am getting because somebody is helping me out. And that's my money story. <laughs> and trying to, you know, get myself into it because I feel very much that building something like money, being able to create a sustainable resource has a lot to do with getting a lot of that other stuff out of the way, a lot of the mindset stuff, yep. a lot of the things, you know. Um, and so being able to both see that a resource is a resource is a resource and to kind of then be able to create a more sustainable resource from a per from a place of, you know, I don't know, like just being able to create from a place of creativity and uh, and well-being really rather than getting caught in this negativity in this like well but i have to oh, it's desperation oh, but I, I i can't they can't i can't let them help me anymore how long can my parents help me you know as long you as know? they want as long as they want and as long as they want right <laughs> you know and and they're your parents i've i've, and, I've helped I've helped my children to a great degree, and and, right. and, and I I do not I I feel just fine about it because and like I've always told them, uh, my kids. Then when they come to me and they say, "Dad, I got a problem," and I say, "Okay, how big is the problem?" and they'll tell me, and and so I'll I'll help them. And they said, "Well, don't worry, Dad, I'll pay you back." And uh, and I tell them, "No, you're not. Uh, this is I don't loan money to children. I I give money to children." And uh, but but on the other hand, I said to my son just the other day, 
He said, Dad, what do you want for Christmas? And I said, well, you don't need to get me anything for Christmas because the next present you're going to get is like in 19 or in two, 2029. <laughs> <laughs> you, you owe me some of that, some of that money. But uh, in any event, let, let's talk real briefly about yeah. um, 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 the, the design work that you do. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. So I, I am currently having a sale on all of my coaching sessions. So I work with human design, which is essentially a, it's an amalgamation of a few different concepts of, uh, ancient wisdom and modern science that help you to understand the way your energy shows up in the world. So we're bringing in astrology, we're bringing in the chakra system, and then we're also bringing in quantum physics, we're bringing in genetics. Um, and this, all of these things brought together, the I Ching is in there as well, gives us a very clear understanding of the way that your energy affects the people around you and the way that the people around you affect your energy. So there are certain places where we absorb energy from others and we tend to pick up conditioning. And then there are places where we emit energy. And those are the places where, those are the things that people see when we walk into a room. They're the things that people feel when we walk into a room. So being able to understand this about yourself can really help you to be able to strategize and to be able to understand where you fit in the world so much more effectively than you could before. Um, so <clears throat> being able to really dive into what your purpose is, the things that you are really built to do, so that instead of feeling kind of shame for not being like everybody else, you can ground into what it is that you do offer and celebrate the things that you do offer the world. So my individual human design sessions, I do a two-session package, um, which is two hour-long sessions where we dive into your design and we discuss all of the parts of your design that are going to help you to strategize your own world. Um, I will also I also create a Google Doc that has a breakdown of everything that we talk about. Um, and it's kind of a bare bones overview of ways you can use human design. Human design is something we can dive super deep into. So we can definitely go further and further. Um, and if that is something that uh, someone finds they want to do, I have a group program right now where I am diving into each center of human design and helping to decondition the center with a practice called yoga nidra. So this is kind of my niche. This is my way of coming at this because what human design helps us to understand is part of it is the energy we create, but part of it is that energy that we absorb. And the energy we absorb often becomes our conditioning. And so if we had a way to Let's say, for instance, you absorbed the idea from somebody in your life that you should constantly be working, 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 doing, doing, hustling, hustling, doing something all the time. And you find out that your body is actually built to be resting more, working smarter, not harder, and that you're kind of pushing yourself further and further toward burnout. Maybe you have already experienced burnout then what we can do is utilize this method called yoga nidra, which is somewhat akin to hypnosis, but there's more choice involved. Um, and it's a lying down meditation where I guide the meditation 
uh, and guide you into a theta brainwave state where we are able to essentially replicate the dream state so that you can change the neural pathways in your mind so that you no longer believe these conditioned things, these limiting beliefs that are holding you back. So that instead of just telling yourself over and over again, I don't need to work really hard. I don't need to work so hard. I don't need to work so hard. Take a nap, take a nap, take a nap. We can actually dive into your subconscious and begin to kind of sweep that out so that instead of having that moment of I should be working, 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 your brain actually jumps to I'm tired and I want to take a nap. So this is kind of helping to bridge that. And that's what my group program encompasses. Um, and the best way to start that is to do an individual human design session so that you can learn about your own human design and see if this is a system that speaks to you. So that's the main thing that I have on sale right now. I'm doing a 25% off sale. Um, and then the other thing that I have my 25% off sale on are my couple sessions. So in human design, the same way that we create energy and absorb energy, when you are in a couple, when you are working with another person, even in like a sibling capacity or in a, uh, in a partnership, in a business, when you are in partnership with somebody else, you are using their energy and they are using your energy. And, and this is my favorite part. There are energies that you create with that person that you do not have when you're by yourself. And so essentially your partnership has its own design, has its own personality and needs to be nurtured the same way your self-discovery needs to be nurtured. That's pretty cool. Right. Right. And this is one of those things where I feel like a lot of people, I was just having this conversation with my mother about the idea of uh, getting lost in a relationship and how often that was something I did numerous times um, before I found my current partner. And it's such an easy thing to do. But when we understand what's happening, it kind of puts us in the driver's seat. Because if you feel like you're getting swallowed up by your relationship and you're not in charge of decision making, Maybe your partner has a stronger authority than you do. Maybe your partner is more able to make decisions than you are. And so they're making the decisions because it feels more natural for them. And maybe that's something that you can find where you fit. Or maybe you really want to be in a different position. Maybe you really want to be able to you know, make decisions on your own. So um, the couples human design sessions, I've been doing a few, a lot of them recently. Um, and I really, really love it because it really gives the same way that doing an individual session gives you an opportunity to celebrate yourself and gives you an opportunity to see all of the amazing things that you offer the world. A couple session gives you the opportunity to celebrate the other person. And to realize and to see all of these ways that you can appreciate each other and understand how maybe you're perceiving things from a, a story perspective, you know, you're perceiving things from like my, one of the things that has been coming up a lot is when one partner has defined mind centers and the other partner has undefined. The person with the defined mind centers has stores of information in their mind. 
the person with the undefined mind centers is constantly absorbing information from others. They do not have stores of information just waiting to you know, be called upon. So often someone with an undefined mind will ask a question about the way someone is doing something. Why are you doing that that way? Why, like the other day, my my partner has defined mind and head. I have undefined mind and head. The other day where I was driving and I asked him, why do you have the mirror this way? And I was genuinely asking the question, why is the mirror like this? Because maybe I should do it that way because I don't really know how I'm supposed to use this mirror. It's not a thing I feel like I've ever learned. And he got offended because he thought I was... I was judging the way that he was driving. And he was like, "What? what's wrong with that? Is there something wrong with the way that I set up my mirror? And so being able to see, you know, in that situation, ah, one partner is bringing information, is bringing knowledge, is bringing understanding of these things. And the other partner is really looking to learn. And if both of you are understanding that, you can avoid a lot of conflict. Um <laughs> yes <laughs> you know it's kind of like the five love languages uh, the oh, yeah. wrote years ago and it's like if you understand that if you understand their their um their their blueprint if you will yeah um, then they will then it's easier for them for you to say oh that's why yeah and rather than getting offended uh because of what somebody says that they had no intention of offending offending you it just is a word that they used i a word that came up just the other day for me um, was, uh, well, I'm going to leave that for the next visit. Will you come back and talk to me again so that we can do this? Oh, like, God, of course. <laughs> I'd love to. <laughs> you're, you're just so awesome. But I've, I've got another uh, podcast I've got to go run and do. But Oh, uh, great. <laughs> but but uh, so if somebody wants to contact you, if they want a human design, if they want to get it done, they want to get started with you, how do they do it? Um, if you go to Kayla-Care.com, that's K-A-Y-L-A-C-A-R-E.com. Um, and you can go in there. You can read about what human design is. Um, and then if you click on the Book Now button, it'll bring you to my shop page where you'll see all sorts of Christmas colors and I'm having a holiday sale. Um, so you can book through there. Um, and then I will reach out to you after you book. Yes, it's a, it's a beautiful website that you have, and it's got all the things there that, and it is just you know Christmassy. Yeah, it, it's really Christmassy this time of year. So, uh, uh, Kayla Mason, it's it's such a fun thing for me to talk to you. I, yeah, I, really I always you. love being here with you. It's such an uplifting space. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so glad yeah. uh, that uh, you know it's like uh, um. We all have days, we all have good days, we all have bad days, but this is a day that you have uplifted me, and I really appreciate it. Yeah, amazing. You've uplifted me as well. Honestly, I was tired today. I didn't know what was going to happen when I got on here, and I was like, you know what? Don't cancel. Every time you go on with Kevin, you feel great. You feel fantastic. So I, 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 I showed up, and I'm so glad that I did. I, I am I'm so blessed. glad that you did, too. And so because you, you are you are dynamic and you can help people and <laughs> it's, it's it's really it's really fun to have you here so Thank your you. information one more time my friend it is kayla-care.com and go there and you can get all the information that you need and you can work with her and take your significant other too that'll, that'll solve yes. problems 
Absolutely. If you'll wait right there, I will be right back, my friend. Awesome. Hey, thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of PositiveTalkRadio.net. Please visit our website, oddly named PositiveTalkRadio.net, for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember... Be kind to one another because each other's all we got.